Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host making his triumphant return, Joey No Chill Prano. <laughs> that was like a half a buffer, half a Michael Buffer. Half, yeah. Joey No Chill Prano. Yeah. Great to be home, Andy. Home is where the heart is, and I'm back. Back are- where my heart is. Back here on the Smut Studio couch. It's good to be back in California. It's good to be back on the Dirty Sports Podcast. I've seen your tweets. I've seen your Instagram comments. I've seen your messages. I missed you too. And I am I am glad to return to my people. Feels like you were gone for two months, man. I feel like I was... I it, It's two shows. Yeah, it's two shows. It was McCockiner and uh, Old Takes Exposed. Cold Takes? What, yeah. are they, what are they call Fred them? Siegel from... Uh, Fred Siegel. Yeah, freezing cold takes. Freezing cold takes. I didn't listen to either episode. I was very busy, um, as you can imagine. But I've I've seen the feedback. The feedback generally positive. Very very positive. Yeah. Uh, I have been dealing with McCockiner a lot myself. McCockiner, how's he doing? How many how many times has his account been suspended since he talked to you on the phone? In the in one of the great Andy Ruther den cursings of all time, you are taking out social media accounts. Can you end the boardroom? Could you could you take down Kevin Durant's account? I didn't. I haven't even looked at it yet. The boardroom. Uh, that's where he announced, even though it was leaked before that even he was going it was to the before, Nets, and then it wasn't like an announcement. It was just like a video. It was like a graphic. Yeah. Uh yeah. I've been dealing with him a lot. He. He is up and running. I think he's already at 50,000 followers on a new account, which he started, I don't know, a couple days ago. Nice. He's been texting me a lot. The best part is I still have no clue who he is. Through all these calls. Which I have seen the criticism of your hatred of faceless trolls, and yet you, I've literally become best friends with the number one faceless troll on Twitter. Well, first of all, it's a shtick for him. He's made it into a popular... I am with you, though. I think you have to stay on Barry to not be a faceless troll. I think Fer- Barry needs to be... Like, whatever. He has his... Everybody follows him now. Just be whoever you are. It's funny, because I had the same talk with Tug last week on the phone, at Tug was mentioned. Drink. Tug, Tug thinks he should stick with being faceless. Why? Tug disagrees, because Tug thinks that's the funny shtick. But... It's like everybody has always, you know, the the reason I've heard about Barry in the first place is because he, everybody thought I was him. Yeah. And I was like, why would I, why would I be the guy behind this when I literally do this with my face on? It's like, just be yourself. Like people love that you trash Tom Brady. People love that you trash the Warriors. Yeah. No one cares that you're the guy from whatever that commercial is. Yeah. He's on now at Dr. Underscore McCockiner on Twitter. I'm looking right now. Yeah, he's got 55,000 followers already. Killing the game. Well, thanks for Barry, Dr. 
for sliding into my my host spot and for freezing cold takes for sliding in my host spot. But it is good to be home, Andy. I'm in a relatively good good mood considering uh, the Knicks fucking swung. It's not the best day for you because it's it's the Knicks being the Knicks and also it's Bobby Bonilla Day, so it's kind of a double whammy. Yeah, Bobby Bonilla Day is a little bit overblown at this point. Like, yeah, everybody loves to get on the mess for Bobby Bonilla Day. It's like. In the end, it was, it was like a good deal for them. It's just like gross incompetence that they ever paid him that money in the first place that they ever agreed to that deal. But like Bobby Bonilla day, like there are a dozen players that do the Bobby Bonilla thing. You well, know what I mean? that, I, we'll get an NBA free agency. I'm glad you brought that up. I tweeted that out. Somebody did a an amazing thread at Mike Mayer MMO to list all the deferred players. Yeah, look at this list. It just goes on and on and on. And my Reds are on there twice. The Reds are paying Bronson Arroyo $1.363 million this year through 2021. So three years of that. Dude, here's one. It's that- like Bronson Arroyo's band took off after after he quit playing. It's like his alt-rock band is selling out like small arenas throughout the year. L- listen to this one. We recently mentioned uh, Jim Edmonds. Jim, Ed- Jim Edmonds is receiving his final $300,000 payment from the Cardinals. Thank God he no one shot him. Yeah. <laughs> He's been making three hundred grand a year since 2010. Yeah. But here's a big one which no one talks about. You talk about Bobby Bonilla. Manny Ramirez, right? No. Ken Griffey Jr. with the Reds. Fucking Reds, man. The Reds started giving Jr. $3.593 million in 2009. That goes through 2024. Yeah. So ultimately, this looks like the Reds are going to pay more to Junior than the Mets did Bobby I mean, Bonilla. Bo- Bobby Bonilla has been going for like over a decade now, and he goes till twenty thirty five. Well, well, here's his deal. It started in twenty eleven. Yeah, it goes through twenty thirty six. Yeah, but it is interesting. Like the idea that they're paying for twenty, they're paying for a quarter of a century. But look, everybody's doing it. It's not a bad move. It's just, it's just like stereotypical Mets to like ha- always be connected to Bobby Bonilla of but, all the people. And then the Mets are like murdering players who weren't dead in their 69 thing. They're like ha- having a time. They're renaming the street Tom Seaver way 41 Tom Seaver way. Meanwhile, Tom Seaver's got dementia. They're in the middle of a seven game losing streak. It's just like every year yeah. by July 1st, when it's Bobby Bonilla day, the Mets have done something like of of epic failure. But my question is on the deferred payments. We're, we're listing all these players again. If you go to this, it's an amazing thread, again, with all the teams. Like, like listen to this one. This was an interesting one. The Angels agreed to pay Pujols $10 million over 10 years in a personal services contract that will begin upon retirement. This agreement includes... Like, I don't know what this means. This $10 million over 10 years, a personal services contract. It, it probably means, it, it, what it probably means, and I don't know if this is possible for them to do that, but if he's providing them some sort of service and they're paying him 10 years, that they are like taking that $100 million off of their payroll. Well, it says the personal service agreement is not included in MLB luxury tax calculations right. according to baseball perspectives. Right. So... He's going to provide something for them, which is probably just being Albert Pujols at things, and get $10 million a year for it. 
which, by the way, is what I'm hoping for from Dirty Sports one day. I'm just hoping to one day leave the show, but uh, you know, make a percentage of our earnings just to not trash it, to still show up for events, to take shots with their balls. The deferred payment is an amazing deal, and it's, yeah, can it's, I get a deferred payment on this bitch? It's only baseball. Yeah, because there's no salary cap. So, like in baseball, yeah, they're just trying to not pay over the luxury tax. So baseball is just all loosey goosey with their fucking, you know, accounting. Whereas in basketball, you're like, hey, we're just gonna pay Kevin Durant for the next forty years, and they're like, no, motherfucker, that's gonna count for your salary cap. Yeah, dude, as a Knicks fan, yeah, you have to be probably not surprised. Again, I feel like I not can, surprised at all. Not surprised not at all. Not surprised in one bit. But this, to me, as an outsider looking in just continues to be utterly embarrassing for not only the New York Knicks and the New York Knicks fan, but for the league. I've said this before and I'll say it again. This isn't good when the Knicks continually suck. When they continue for the league forget forget the Knicks sucking and the Knicks being embarrassment. How about for the league always pushing the narrative yes. that the Knicks are going to get one of these guys. Yes. Then the, the league pushing it through ESPN. Remember the tweet? This time next year could look a lot different. Zion, Kyrie, KD. And it's like, it, it's embarrassing to me that, and, and that's why the NBA is probably the best run league, but still has some gaping wounds in the way it's run. And one of them is what, like, Blackmail pictures does James Dolan have of David Stern or of Adam Silver? Does he have pictures of Adam Silver and David Stern 69ing? Because that's literally all I can think. All I can think of is the gif of David Stern choking on water, choking on Adam Silver's naked bald dick. Oh, because gross image. That's the only way that it explains that James Dolan still owns the Knicks. Gross incompetence. People not wanting to play for him, him lying to the fans, him lying to the media, him throwing Charles Oakley out, the Isaiah Thomas lawsuit, just everything that they've ever done, it's a debacle. But this is my question to not only the NBA, but again, any league that has a franchise that continues to just wallow in inept decisions like the Knicks, my question is this. I get that it's capitalism as far as James Dolan owns the Knicks, right? He can make his decisions. But the NBA as an entity, why can't they force him out? They forced... They Donald for- Sterling out. I was just going to say that. They forced Donald Sterling out. So, so my response as a league, as a brand, because they're a brand, they're a company, if, if you have a store that's continuing to do awful decisions, let's say you're a McDonald's franchise owner, right? McDonald's corporate can say, dude, you're, we're forcing you you're to sell. You're not allowed to serve Whoppers. Yeah. We're forcing you to sell your store. You might own that franchise, but we're forcing you to sell the store. Why does the NBA not step in and say, look, dude, you have Honestly, to sell? Here's the thing. The Knicks are Madison Square Garden at this point, and Madison Square Garden is the Knicks. And sure. every year, MSG, the mecca, takes a hit from what's going on with the Knicks. The Knicks as a franchise are doing nothing for the NBA. If it weren't for Madison Square Garden, the Knicks should be retracted. Truly. Because we always talk about the biggest market in all sports. 
Well, they got Brooklyn. So, and Brooklyn's getting stars. And retract the Knicks. And stop embarrassing yourselves. Have a big goodbye to the Knicks. Because I'd rather... The Knicks are honestly your grandfather that's dying of cancer that's still on life... Has been on life support for 20 years. Like, how long do you do this? Yeah. How long do you let him sit in a bed on a respirator? It's like, I love my grandfather... And that's why I want to let him go. Yeah. Like, pull the plug. Pull the plug on the Knicks. Free me and every other Knicks fan from being Knicks fans because it's a goddamn disgrace. It's a disgrace. And fuck you. If you're one of these people, it's like, I actually like this. The Knicks are they're playing, they're fucking actively like. No one's saying like, this. People are saying it. Well, they're idiots. They are. And here's why they're idiots. Because it doesn't fucking matter that the Knicks are slow rebuilding because here's the thing the Knicks in letting Kristaps Porzingis coming off of multiple injuries never playing a fucking full season never being anything but potential never being never living up to his name letting him tell them that he wants to be traded and then and then panic trading him to the Dallas Mavericks in the middle of the season proves that it doesn't matter how slow you... If you can't draft people and make them stay with you, then why the fuck are you even collecting assets? Well, that was... It, it is... At this point, and I tweeted it yesterday, it is, in, it is the biggest embarrassment, one of the top embarrassments in the history of my franchise, that they panic-traded Kristaps Porzingis to get two max slots... And then sign Julius Randle, fucking Wayne Ellington, who the fuck ever else? Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. They fucking three power forwards. They said their first three signings were three power forwards. How many power forwards does one team need in a guard-driven league? Where oh, we're gonna start Frank Nilakina, the longest tenured Nick at point guard, and we're gonna start him with three power forwards and Mitchell Robinson. Kill yourself. It's embarrassing. R.J. Barrett's going to fucking leave. Because you're not doing... Why would you stay? All that happens is you suck. And you surround... And then they have the press. Chris Hastings, why wouldn't he want to play in New York? Biggest market. Well, maybe because the press is like, how come we're always hurt? How come the Knicks suck? Why are they the worst team ever? How come you're the worst fucking record in league history? Is this worse than when Mello was here? Why do you hate Mello? Why do you like Mello? Are you friends with Mello? What do you think of Jeff Hornacek? What do you, uh, did you rape somebody? Did you rape somebody worse than Isaiah Thomas raped somebody? What about that time Patrick Ewing fucking did that thing in the strip club? Is what you did worse than that? And then these guys fucking melt down because there's nothing to take the attention off of it being... Uh, like a TMZ or a fucking National Enquirer event every game because you don't win games ever because you never try. I don't care that the Knicks didn't get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I don't care. I am, first of all, I'm not upset the Knicks didn't get Kyrie Irving. And second of all, and I'll say this 100% truthfully, if you had to tell me I had to take Kevin Durant coming off an Achilles with Kyrie Irving or neither, I will take neither. I will take neither as a Knicks fan. But guess what? You're, you're fucking, when you free up two max contracts because you think you're going to get both of those guys, then they both go to the other team in the same city and you come back with Julius Randle. James Dolan should lay down 
on the fucking seven train platform and and literally let the whole day. Like, I want I want him to get hit by multiple trains when he's done. I want it like when a fucking piece of roadkill is in the street in like the perfect spot on the road where like the tires always hit and it just gets run over and run over and run over until it literally disintegrates on the road. You're coming back with Julius Randall and Bobby Portis and Wayne Ellington and fucking Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton! In a guard-driven league, you signed three power forwards. It's despicable. You don't go after Kevin Durant. Okay? You don't even offer him a max contract. Well, let's get to that. You don't go at Kyle. Kawhi Leonard hasn't signed yet, but they're not getting Kawhi Leonard because they've already spent all their money on dog shit. Kemba Walker goes to the... Kemba Walker's from New York. Kemba Walker goes to the... You have two max spots. Kemba Walker's going to Boston where they openly hate black people. He's from New York. Clay Thompson, back to Warriors. We knew that was happening. Chris Tauspersingis. And everybody who's saying... Like the Knicks shouldn't. First of all, Chris Porzingis was a restricted free agent, so we can match any offer. Also, does anybody think that the Knicks were more well run than the Mavs? If the Mavs gave fucking Chris Porzingis that money, doesn't that doesn't that alone mean the Knicks should have? Doesn't that alone mean it? They're a far better run organization than the Knicks have ever been. Mark Cuban has more championships than the Knicks have since before I was born. Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, D- Pat Riley, forced out of the Knicks years ago. Pat Riley had no assets, no cap. He turned the 40th pick in the draft, the fucking Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's on the heat. Absurd. D'Angelo Russell, he's going to fucking Golden State. Good to have you back, Prano. Epic. Well, here's the problem with the Knicks. Obviously, you've expounded on a lot of them. But people aren't talking about what they've been doing since LeBron left the Cavs the first time. Do you remember the big push to get LeBron, obviously? Of course. And who they end up with? Amar Stoudemire. Amar Stoudemire. You know, the rumor was, oh, well, maybe if they don't get... LeBron, they'll get Chris Bosh. You know, they end up with Amari Stoudemire. The problem with the Knicks is all these other teams have continued to get well through the draft, and they've drafted well, and they've kept those players. People get lost, and they forget the Golden State Warriors weren't that good of a team. They drafted Steph Curry. They drafted Klay Thompson. They drafted Draymond Green. People forget that, right? Some of these, And, of course, some of these teams pick up guys in trades— Look at look at the Toronto Raptors. Sure, they picked up guys like Gasol and obviously Kawhi, who's amazing. But my point is, they drafted a lot of those guys on their teams. They drafted the Kyle Lowry's. They drafted the uh, and the Knicks drafted Chris Porzingis. and then they traded that's them my for point. pennies on the dollar for nothing. That's the and point. If you're out there, and I'm arguing with people all day yesterday, like when a guy says he wants to be traded, you got to trade him. Kobe Bryant wanted to be. Kobe Bryant demanded a trade from the Lakers to the Bulls. Demanded it. Demanded it. Didn't go. Who has more power? 
the Kobe Bryant post three championships with the Lakers or Chris Porzingis never playing a full season hobbled coming off fucking knee injury with the New York Knicks. We had to trade him for two first for two late first rounders and cap space, which you can't use because no one wants to fucking play for you because you're a dumpster fire. And Dennis Smith Jr., who all oh by the way, has also never played a full season. He's played 62 and 53 games in two years. It's a joke. And I want to shout out Alan Hahn, at Alan Hahn, A-L-A-N-H-A-H-N, ESPN Radio, MSG Network. That's the one that you guys got to remember, MSG Network. He is a fucking, to, to tweet this, to t- this is like, this is the most fucking ridiculous thing ever. Time to give credit. To give this man credit for taking on the weight no one else will take on and post a picture of Carmelo Anthony. You corporate shill. You fucking loser dickbag. Imagine be, you're the kind of person that fucking makes people at Nike, kids at Nike factories fucking sew shoes. You are a corporate fuckbag. You are the biggest loser that has ever fucking appeared on the internet. I hope that you fucking also fall on the tracks with James Dolan get it. For my 40th birthday, I want every dirtball to tweet at him that he is a corporate shill under that tweet. What a fucking disrespectful thing to tweet to Knicks fans. What a corporate fuckbag you are. I'm so angry. Because, again, it's not about Katie. It's not about Kyrie. First of all, they didn't even offer Katie. Imagine freeing up two max slots and then not offering Katie the max. But what? So, obviously, we all saw that. So, the Knicks didn't offer him the max number of years and money because they were concerned about his Achilles injury. But everybody else was going to do that. So, if you knew everybody else was going to do it, essentially, you knew for the last three weeks... That he's fine. That you're not going to... Well, no, he's not fine. He's but, never. He's not going to be the same player. It's fine. He's not. He's never going to be the same player. He's 31 years old. He tore his Achilles. Guess what? 75% of Kevin Durant is the best player that's ever played on the Knicks in the history of the franchise. Fact. Fact. Three quarters of Kevin Durant is the best player to ever play for the Knicks in the history of their franchise. Fact. Also fact. Chris Tasperzing is coming back at 80% is the second best player to ever play on the Knicks in the fucking history of the franchise. Fact. That's why they're a fucking joke. Slow rebuild. You just gave fucking Julius Randle three years. Kevin Durant's only signed for four years. He's only signed for four years. Kyrie Irving's only signed for four years. Chris Tapsrazingas is only signed for five years. He was a restricted free agent this year. So the idea that you're giving Julius Randle three-year contracts and this is some sort of slow rebuild when you had two max cap spots and you didn't offer any max player a four-year deal is so fucking stupid. And I'm so sick and tired of fucking idiot Knicks fans that have embarrassed themselves for years and they're like, we don't want KD and fucking baby. It's like, great, you don't want Kyrie? I'm on the same page. But to not... Offer D'Angelo Russell a four-year deal and offer fucking Julius Randle a three-year deal when you have two max spots open. And then to take the rest of that money and get three more fucking power forwards and Alfred Payton. It's New York. It's the big city. 
You need stars in New York, plain and simple. You don't need Julius Randle signings. I mean, it's fine. Just, great. Ju- Here's the thing. I like the Julius Randle signing. He's a nice piece. It's great, but they had a hundred and forty million in cap space, or some fucking absurd number. Yeah, they had eighty million, whatever the fucking number is. Okay, they had room for two fucking max spots. So what's Jimmy Butler getting, and what's fucking you know D'Angelo Russell getting, and what's Kyrie getting? They're getting a hundred and forty million over four years. What's that work out to? Fucking thirty-five million a year. So if you have 70 fucking million in cap space and you give 21 to Julius Randle, you have 50, 48 fucking million dollars left over, whatever the fuck their number is. So you have it. So sign Julius Randle and sign Alfred Payton and sign fucking Bobby Portis and sign a max fucking player. Make an offer to any of them. They were not in the hunt for Kawhi Leonard. They were not in the hunt for Kevin Durant. They're not in the hunt for Kyrie Irving. They're not in the hunt for Kevin Kemba Walker. They're not in the hunt for Klay Thompson. They're not. They traded Kristaps Porzingis. They're not in the hunt for Jimmy Butler. They're not in the hunt for D'Angelo Russell. They weren't even part of the negotiations for any of the top ten free agents. They were not part of the negotiations. They're the New York Knicks with two max spots. They're not part of but, the negotiations for any of the top 10 players in the league. Right. And do you know who becomes a free agent next year? Nobody! Well, the biggest problem is that. Why does nobody care? And, and, and to me, what's fascinating is Two of the top free agents went down the road to Brooklyn. Like, to me, not only is it a slap in the face that they don't go to the Knicks or don't even entertain that thought, the fact that nobody wants to play... But I don't, we're talking We're talking Madison Square Garden. I feel like it was just this simple, though. I feel like we always heard Kevin Durant to, the, to New York, right? We heard Kevin Durant to the Knicks. Then we heard Kyrie Irving in the Knicks. And I believe all of this shit, the same way I feel like Kawhi Leonard is probably coming to L.A., one of the two teams in L.A. Just like LeBron James came to L.A., even though it didn't make fucking any sense whatsoever. Everybody was saying these guys to the Knicks, right? Yeah. And I almost feel like they had agreed to play together. And they had agreed to do it for the Knicks. And then somebody was like, oh, Kyrie wants to go home? You guys want to play in New York? Why don't you just go play in Brooklyn? They're not owned by James Dolan. They're not a fucking dumpster fire. They didn't take the only asset they have last year and trade him for Dennis Smith Jr., two late late first-round picks, and cap space. And people are going, oh, fucking, he didn't want to play there. Look what happened with Anthony Davis. Look what happened with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, the Lakers made an offer to the Pelicans. The Pelicans didn't panic trade him. They waited until after they got the number one overall pick. And they're like, do you want to play with Zion? Does that help? And he goes, no. And then they're like, okay, we're going to deal you to that team. We almost tell you to for the exact same package and more first rounders. The idea that the Knicks had to trade Kristaps Porzingis in the middle of last year for pennies on the dollar is so fucking stupid. Especially 
when guys are getting signed and traded right now. Jimmy Butler is getting signed and traded. Guys are getting traded, getting max deals and getting traded. You can trade Kristaps Porzingis yesterday and still have two max contracts. They're so poorly run. It's a fucking joke. Well, the East now is going to be a fun conference to watch, minus your Knicks. Now, the shakeup of all these players, of all these teams, the NBA, and we talked about this before you left, the NBA is probably the most wide open it's been since uh, LeBron's first year back with the Cavs and the Warriors' first title, that finals. Major shakeups in the East. And I don't even know who I like now, but it's interesting. It's like you swap Kemba for Kyrie. The the Boston Celtics will be better. Fact, book it. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the Celtics improve. You have a Sixers team now who loses Jimmy Butler, but you add Al Horford. Better, like, look, Jimmy Butler's a better player than Al Horford at this point, but, uh, and... Do I like the Al Horford deal for as long as it was, for as much as it was? No, I don't. But, like, if you're trying to compete and you think the East is wide open and you pay, you played, you know, the Raptors who end up going on to win the championship to a Game 7 and the Raptors lose Kawhi Leonard, I, I do think, given the talent that they have on that team, they're, they had the deepest starting lineup. Jimmy Butler was nice. Take a drink, Prano. And um, it's no, it's now it's just my voice is gone because I screamed. That's what I'm saying. I drank. It didn't help. Um, I actually <laughs> do. I actually do like the move of Horford over Butler because, like we said last year, you need Embiid to be the guy. Yeah. So when Butler's there, he's the guy, but he doesn't. They don't get it done. So bringing a fucking glue guy. Embiid's got to be the guy. Simmons has got to improve. But, yeah, I actually think that's a great deal for everybody involved. Yeah, I like it, too. Except, I mean, I don't love the money for Horford, but whatever. Somebody's sure. going to pay it. Obviously, we just talked about Jimmy Butler now goes to the Heat. They'll be interesting. Chris Middleton stays with the Bucks. I'm, a, I'm, I'm at this point ready to call it the Riley curse. Like, it's, it's, it's Babe Ruth. The Knicks, I mean, I understand that they didn't win a championship when Riley was there. But he brought them back. Like, all the dog shit in the 80s and the early 90s, the fucking Rick Pitino years and the fucking, all, just all the goddamn trash that the Knicks went through. Riley had them on the verge. And honestly, like, you know, when you go back and you talk about the the refereeing scandals of the fucking night, like, the, the Knicks were right fucking there. With the, they gave the Jordan Bulls, the biggest test anybody did, and then they get rid of fucking Pat Riley, and ever since then, uh, an abomination. Meanwhile, the Heat have won three championships at that time. Meanwhile, he's taking nothing. They're going, hey, Pat Riley, here's uh, a box of Kraft mac and cheese, a uh, uh, a fucking sweat sock full of butter, and uh, a a small baby who will piss in a pot. And he goes, oh, I made gumbo. And meanwhile, the Knicks are like, here's a fucking full pantry, and they serve fucking diarrhea on a paper plate. It's a fucking abomination. Yeah. I might become a Heat fan. I should support Pat Riley forever. Maybe that's the team that I've... But fuck, I've always hated the Heat. God damn it. 
Yeah, he's pretty amazing. From his time with the Lakers, to the Knicks, to the Heat. I'm pulling up right now. I mean, he's a five-time NBA head coach champion. And then obviously we know what he's done as a general manager. Yeah. And they moved Hassan Whiteside. Like, like this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. Meanwhile, I, the next depth chart is Dennis Smith Jr., Kadeem Allen, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Reggie Bullock, Alonzo Trier, Damian Dotson, Frank Nilakina, Ignis Brazdegikis, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, Bobby Porter, and of course, Bobby Portis, and the great Taj Gibson. Who's older, me or Taj Gibson? Serious question. I bet you Taj Gibson's 32. I'm a guess. How old do you think he is? I bet he's not as old as you think. Oh, so, he's just, so you're saying he's just bad. He's 34. Who in the East now... I mean, some things have to happen. Who do you like? Let, okay, the Milwaukee let's, Bucks. You still like Milwaukee? Because they kept everybody. Well, they lost Brogdon. He went to... He fucking playing in half the playoffs. I know. True. He goes to the Pacers. I want Kawhi to stay. You do? I do. You hate Toronto. You hate the country of Canada. I don't hate the country of Canada. You don't want him to come to the Lakers? Well, here's why. I want him to come to the Lakers or the Clippers. Fuck it. Let's go. Here's why. I think it makes the league overall more interesting. I think if Kawhi stays on the Raptors, it makes the league like crazy interesting. If Kawhi joins the Lakers, what are we talking? We're talking about three of the best five players in the league on the same team. Three of the best five. Yeah, but at this point, my team is here's why I want here's why I'd love Kawhi to go to the Lakers. My team's a goddamn dumpster fire. And just fuck it. Like, all the people, all the, the fucking LeBron haters that were fucking trashing, that, like, were suddenly became Warriors fans, we're talking about the rings and the fucking Kobe fucking stands. Let's go. Get, skip three more, get four more, and then let him retire, and then we can do one, three, four, five, six, seven. It doesn't matter. Who cares if he was on a super team? Who cares if he wasn't the best player on a fucking championship team? Who cares? No one cares about Kobe Bryant. No one cares about Steph Curry. So let's go. Let's fucking go. Shout out to Alex Dodd up there in fucking, up in Warriors land. Talking about LeBron James again. Why? Because LeBron James runs the league. If Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers, they're going to win. But that's my point. For for an overall league for more parity, it's better for the league if he stays in Toronto. Good. But it looks... Better for the league if he goes to fucking the Orlando Magic too, but fuck Toronto. You got yours. Retire his jersey, put him on Mount Rushmore. Can't be in Canada, man. Canada? Canada? Sorry, but, no. But that's like the perfect place for Kawhi. Talk about his camp, man. His camp doesn't leak shit. Hey, I don't think he has a camp. <laughs> now that he's healthy, he's just banging around with doctors all last summer. I think it's just him in a room. I think the reason that we don't know where he's gone yet is because he wrote it on a piece of paper and he mailed it to somebody. <laughs> he's Walt Ruther. Yeah. I mean, we got to keep updating the fucking internet, too. Like, he could sign any minute, right? Yeah, he could. 
No one in the comments going like fucking. No, the comments are on fire. Shout out to everybody in the YouTube comments today. Everybody is very uh, engaged with your rants. But I'll go to a comment right now from Ryan McLean. Prano, what more has to happen to abandon the Knicks? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, this is this is. I can relate. This is Cincinnati Bengal level for me. Why I was just like, fuck it, I'm done. But what do I do? Like, I need a place to go. You don't move out of your house. What am I going to live in my car? Like, I need a place to go. Where am I going? Am I going to Portland? Like, I, I, I've been to Portland once. Now I got to start planning trips to Portland for basketball games. Like, where am I going? If I had a place to go, I can't, you can't become a Lakers fan, right? Like, I can't become a Lakers fan. I love Chris Wilde. I'd love to become a Clippers fan. I just don't believe in Doc Rivers, and I don't want to be associated with anything Sam Tripoli is pushing out there. It's the <laughs> conspiracy league of basketball, fucking conspiracy team of basketball leagues. So I, where do I go? I it's think not you, Brooklyn, because fuck Kyrie and fuck Snakes. Fuck Kevin uh, Durant. Oh, you would have loved if Kevin Durant joined the Knicks. Yeah. You, you just you know said why? It. I would have loved it because... It, Here's why I would have loved it. Because, and here's why, here's why I always thought Kevin Durant was going to the Knicks. Because I thought what Kevin Durant was trying to do is the same thing that LeBron James was trying to do in returning to Cleveland. He heard the argument about why people stopped liking him. Oh, you joined a super team, you went to Miami, you abandoned Cleveland. Fine. You guys were pissed off about this for four years? I'll go back to Cleveland. Kevin Durant, you fucking joined a super team. You joined a team that had won fucking 70, you know, three games. Blah, blah, blah. So go to the biggest dumpster fire and save them. But he didn't. He went to the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie. Not the same. Not, not attacking the criticism. He's not. They were in the playoffs last year. They were the fucking sixth seed. They have a future. They should have signed D'Angelo Russell and kept him, but I know it was a package deal with KD and Kyrie, which just proves to me that KD being fucking Mr. Basketball fucking knowledge, like, bro, you had a better guard there. And by better, I mean not a cancer. Like, is there a potential that Kyrie Irving ruins the, the lovable Nets team that we saw last year in the year without Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's what's going to be interesting is the Nets, no KD, Kyrie first year. Do you think the Nets are better than they were last year? Well, I would argue as far as team play and as far as somebody who brings that sort of locker room cancer, you could easily argue no. I mean, you could argue obviously athletically – yeah. And you could argue that they're going to grow as a team and that those guys are going to get older and those guys have playoff experience, but it ain't a sure thing. How did Kyrie work? The the Boston Celtics will be better. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think the, I think the Boston Celtics will be better also because Kemba's not an asshole. Yeah. Kemba yeah, Kemba's know. just a quality very 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 good NBA player. Very good. He's an all-star. Yeah. So he's very good. So he's this really good player who's going to keep his mouth shut, who doesn't want to grab headlines, doesn't say crazy things like the earth is flat. 
He's not out there trying to be woke, is what I'm saying. You're saying the Earth's flat, woke? Is that Does this qualify as woke? I think it is. I think it's an attempt at trying to be woke. It's ignorant, but it's an attempt at trying to be woke. And I think somebody like Kemba is going to fit much better under Brad Stevens than a Kyrie. A guy who's been fucking uh, in dumpster fire Charlotte, just wants to fucking win. Yeah. Goes to a team with a great coach. Yeah. He's got some nice pieces around him. 100%. That's why the East is going to be so interesting. I mean, the Celtics will be better. The Sixers are going to be good. Bucks are going to be great again. The Nets will be interesting at least. What do you make of D'Angelo Russell going to the Warriors? I'm seeing that that might not stay either, that they might trade him. How many, yeah. gar- how many guards do they need? Well, that's the question, right? How many guards do they need? But like, it's not like they don't play small all the time. It's not like Kevin Durant wasn't essentially a guard. Um, but... I just think that he was out there. He was a max, you know, player or close to it. And they didn't want, they lost Kevin Durant. They didn't want to, essentially what the Warriors did is what I'm saying the Knicks should have done. They didn't get the guy they wanted. They didn't get the second guy they wanted. They didn't know what to do, but they were like, hey, we got this money now that Kevin Durant left. Let's spend it on a, a fucking top 10 player. Well, who's the top 10 player left? Because, you know, Middleton already went back. Top 10, not top 10 player, but top 10 free agent. Middleton already went, and the fucking, you know, Kyrie already went, and KD already went, and Kawhi's not coming here. And so they're like, well, D'Angelo Russell's like, fine, we have the money, give it to him. But he doesn't really fit. That's what the Knicks should have done. Who cares about the fit? Start somewhere. You know who's going to need players, though, back to the Lakers. Because if they don't get Kawhi, they, they don't have any players right now. I mean, they have players. They'll have bodies. Look, we're, we're, acting like, we're acting like LeBron James hasn't done that before with dumpster trash. He went to the NBA Finals two years ago. Jared Smith's on the court at the end of the game. Jared Smith. Is Jared Smith in the league currently? Yeah. Jared Smith have a contract? He might go back to L.A. Or, I mean, he might come back to LeBron. I mean, we're talking about a guy that was in, had the ball in the NBA Finals game one at the buzzer last year. Two seasons ago. Jared Smith. Jared Smith. J.R. Smith. Fucking Amon Shumpert. Richard Jefferson was playing on LeBron's team two years ago. <laughs> Who's older, me or Richard Jefferson? Great question. I mean... We're talking about, he now has Anthony Davis and Kuzma. He's already has a better team than he had with the Cavs right now. Jefferson just turned 39. You got him by about a year. I know, but they're still going to need players. Sure. They're going to need players. But I'm just saying, warm bodies are available. Was yesterday the craziest day in NBA's free agency history? A lot of people were saying that, but I don't know. It's tough for me to gauge that at this point. I mean, it was it was the craziest class since that 2010 year, right? Yeah. As far as all the movement happening. Yeah. And it's happening by the minute. Basically, at this point, we're just waiting on Kawhi, right? If we scroll through the list, and boogie, and boogie, 
But yeah, as I as I scroll down, that's the big one at this point. Is Kawhi. Poor Prano. The Mets, the Knicks. So funny. If you look at the rankings right there. <clears throat> this is CBS Sports. Darren Collison, 35 on the list. Announced retirement from the NBA. 36. Bobby Portis agrees to two-year $31 million off for the Knicks. Oh, my God. Collison's retired. So on the other side of Bobby Portis, Derrick Rose, the last great Knicks signing. It's like, it's such a fucking dumpster fire. I mean, your voice is gone. It's completely shredded. Brent, I got something that'll cheer you up. Let's go. Let's go to a baseball game. That's not your Mets because we can they're maybe, also a dumpster fire. We can watch some maybe some good baseball here in LA. You have to f- kick me while I'm down. Why don't you? <laughs> I know. Last game we went to was a debacle. Your Mets blew a what a six run lead. In the ninth? In the ninth? Five run lead in the ninth, yeah. Five run lead in the ninth. Let's open that old Seeky cap. The number one trusted app for tickets to any live event. Open that app. Let's get some tickets to go see the Los Angeles Doyers. Guys, I, I use SeatGeek all the time. I love SeatGeek. It's so good that over 50,000 five-star reviews. It has 50 thousand five-star reviews i like seeking because you can sit exactly where you're going to sit now joe and i have been on record being very critical of stadiums that have the nets extended so whenever we're going to go to any live event i'm sorry any baseball game we're going to make sure we don't sit in front of the nets because we don't like that so seeking will show us exactly where we're going to sit and uh, let's go see a Dodger game. Guys, SeatGeek will give you $10 off on your first purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code, which is DIRTY. That's D-I-R-T-Y. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And uh, speaking of SeatGeek, we are headed to Texas in... Uh, very short amount of time. It's about six weeks. So, Dirtballs, if you want to partake in the Amarillo Sod Poodles Dirtball Meetup, DM us at The Dirty Sports and let us know because I have a suite reserved and I need to start collecting that money. And if, uh, you know, Nick Yardley is our Sod Poodles contact. Yes. If uh, hanging out with his upstate crew of Zach... And uh, spin that record in Bridgeport, Connecticut, was any uh, any like sneak peek of what's going to go on? It's going to be wild. What happened? Rob was uh, passed out asleep on the floor of a bar. What? His shirt was off. He was showing everybody like his, his like his face is touching no, the no, floor like on the wall, like a homeless person sleeping against the wall. Passed out. I got a message from them the next day that they woke up in a parking garage in their car that <laughs> that his wallet was gone, his cell phone was gone, and his eyeglasses were gone. That he had to get his eyeglasses and his wallet and his phone from his Uber. How do you lose all three? Remember, like, watch, wallet, spectacles, whatever? Like, 
How he loses them all, and then he left his credit card at the bar. I was like, this guy, unbelievable. Wild. Yeah, and him and Zach, with an H, were lit, and uh, it was fun. He was like flashing his chest tattoo, his horrific chest tattoo to everybody. What's his chest tattoo? I don't know. I was, I, I, we should put a picture of it up on Dirty Sports. I got, I got photos of it. But shout out, also shout out to all those guys who came. Zach with an H, uh, Spin Dat Record. Zatch with a K, who came to Gotham. Bresler, who came to Gotham. Cody, who came to Bridgeport. Uh, I, there was a bunch of guys who came to the Bridgeport headlining show. I Maybe you guys introduced yourself. I mean, I met a bunch of them, then other guys didn't. It was also a wild night. A lot of people came. Dude with the Orioles hat. Dude with your dad. Uh, all Some, some dirtball came and w- was with his dad, and his dad was also a listener. So father-son dirtball duo. Love that. That was awesome. Uh, message us if you were there. We'll get you some koozies, I think. Right, Ruther? Yeah, I'm already mailing out a thousand of them. So yeah. So shout out to everybody who came. If I forgot anybody, I apologize. But lots of people came out to support throughout the trip, and and it was awesome. That's such a classic dirt ball. Like we've discussed this. When the dirt balls come out, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Rob was literally buying tequila shots. And every time he bought tequila shots, he was like updating me on the status of his bank account. He's like, I'm down to $30. I'm down to $11. I was like, stop buying shots. I think he went into the fucking red at some point, then was asleep on the floor, then lost all his shit. And then they were like going to like some party that weekend. I don't know. They were, fu- those boys were, man, you boys were turned up. And I love it. The upstate New York crew. And, and my favorite thing is like, I had some high school friends because I went to high school in Connecticut. I had some high school friends come out and they were like, who are these guys? And I was like, dirt balls. And they're like, oh my God. They're like, dirt balls are crazy. Yeah, I see, I see Yardley's in the comment section, actually. He said, turn down for never. Yeah. Yeah, I want to shout out some dirt balls too. I got, I got this package. I've got a package for you. In the mail. It was addressed Andy Aloysius Ruther. I think that's Bo Blaha. It is grass soda and dirt soda. Nice. Looks like some high-end sodas, which is, which is kind of perfect because I think I'm going to start doing a weekly soda review on high YouTube. soda review? Maybe. I've tossed it around with... Will this be uh, a, like, is this a sister series to your going to the taco trucks? Well, that's what I'm trying to discuss. Like I, Andy Ruther visits Taco Truck. I want more content on Dirty Sports' YouTube. Content is king, is what I heard. But we need we need more. Well, you guys gotta mess with LeBron James and Russell. <laughs> we need more short form videos, and I want some non sports. So I want to either do like me going to different, yeah, taco trucks or food trucks around LA, or the high end soda review because I have some ridiculous high end sodas. I mean, like, how are you gonna review this? It's called grass soda. Like, what's this going to taste like? I assume grass. Hopefully that doesn't taste like dirt. Hopefully dirt soda, shoveled and bottled in the USA, pure cane sugar. By the way, I'm worried that I may have, like, popped a blood vessel inside my brain. I'm, yeah. I'm worried that I may have an, I may be, like, about to die of an aneurysm. You went off can twice. You, can you imagine if I died because I was screaming about the Knicks? If, guys, here's the thing. If I do eventually pass from some sort of popped blood vessel in my brain, Make sure that this gets shared to the press worldwide that the Knicks actually killed somebody. Well, they can't let Dolan keep the Knicks if I die. Right? It would be ironic also if you died of a brain injury that I survived. 
I've never seen you go off like that twice. Like twice in the because same episode. Because it's so ridiculous that they did it again. The same thing they do in everything. But what makes me more angry than anything is the way people who claim to know basketball like justify some of this shit. If you followed somebody who's like, actually, you know what? This Knicks reap like f- unfollow them immediately. They are a joke. Yeah. I want to give another shout, Matthew Zerkis. He sent us all those koozies. He started his own podcast, and he sent koozies for basically everybody involved in the in the the Dirty Sports Network. Nice. So shout out to Matt as well. Uh, this is something that. Hopefully it won't get you too worked up. It got me worked up. It got everybody worked up. We haven't discussed this because you've been gone for about 10 days. The Tampa Bay Rays playing half their games in Montreal. Is this happening or is this just still a discussion? Or? They're exploring it. So fucking stupid. But even even that thought. Here's the thing about drink. Uh, this is like it's not a horrific idea. Because you're like... Yeah, it is. Well, here's why it's not. Because Tampa Bay isn't working. So I understand them going... But what I don't understand is how we skipped the level of just relocate this fucking team. But that's my point. So it's but a like, terrible I don't idea. understand why... Like, why was that... It's like if I showed up to the show... And I had a screwdriver sticking out of my arm. And we started talking about like how this show will change because I will forever have a screwdriver in my arm. But we won't talk about like how did the screwdriver get in your arm? Why haven't you tried taking it out? Like we're jumping past the obvious questions like Montreal? Didn't you guys just move a team out of Montreal? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just relocate? Not to mention... Those are Portland's no- like begging for a baseball team. Those are nowhere near each other. Tampa Bay and Montreal. Right. Geographically. Also, both dumpster fire baseball. Like, they were playing an Olympic stadium in Montreal. They're playing in that fucking trop down. Like, you're trying to get fans to come, and then, like, half the year. So now you're going to have fans that, like, just watch the first half of a baseball season, and then what? Watch it on TV. Yeah. Fam- like players having to like re- have two homes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I understand my. The reason I say it's not like the single worst idea is like let's get creative. How do we do this? It's like get creative. Just move the team. But just move the team. The problem with Portland, I'm all for the moving to Portland, but the problem is. They're in the East. They'd have to realign the divisions. Who fucking cares? So move fucking somebody. So who are they moving, though, is the question. I mean, Cause just... Because they, they just moved the Astros to the West. So move them to the Central. So the Astros move back to the Central. Okay. And fucking move whoever from the Central to the East. Who cares? Who literally gives a shit? Or... Just let them play in the fucking East. Oh, you can't fucking sell? Well, guess what? Now you're like the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC East. You just, you're, fuck you. Get fans to show up. But Montreal, it just doesn't make any sense. Just when you think baseball couldn't get any stupider. 
Yeah. They're going to have a team split. Again, this is the fact that this is even being discussed. I'm going I'm going just to take a look at the league just so I can fucking see who it is. Who we can move. Who would you move? Because the whole point of the Astros moving, I believe, was to put five there's there's three divisions in each league, and each division has five teams. Right. That's why the Astros moved from the NL Central because they had six. So you in a way have to have to switch. You have to flip flop a division. Yeah, I mean, well, you don't have to flip flop a league. Just fuck. I'm telling you, just shift fucking people over. Shit, you fucking. Put Portland in the West, take one of those fucking Texas teams, split them up, and then move fucking Cleveland or whatever. Yeah, just move fucking Cleveland. Cleveland could be in the East. Yeah, they were in the East forever. Yeah. How? I mean, how close are Cleveland and Toronto to each other? Very close. Yeah. Isn't Detroit and Toronto basically like across the fucking lake from each other? And Cleveland and New York City aren't really that far from each other. Right. That's what I'm saying. So fuck it. Yeah. But the thought of them playing in Montreal. Like, I thought this was a joke when I saw the headline. It looked like an onion. Or, honestly. Headline. Move them to the, move them to the fucking NL West. Move Colorado to the Central. And move fucking Pittsburgh to the East. Pittsburgh, congratulations. You're an AL East team now. Goodbye. Bye no, forever. you can't take Pittsburgh out of the NL. Why? The NL Central? They've all, they're, they're long and storied history in the NL Central. Have they won the NL Central? Ever? Probably not, but... They were in the East forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I think Pittsburgh has always been a National League team. I like them staying because they're like one of the OG teams, all man. Right, so fuck it. Move, they, move Milwaukee. And they have a history. Milwaukee just moved. So I don't give a shit. The fucking Rays got to go somewhere. <laughs> Look, I agree. I ain't, I ain't got no time for fucking, uh, you know, kid gloves today. Not no gonna be soft, tender fucking. Fuck the Pirates. You're in the AL East now. Goodbye. I mean, James Dolan should be paying for your psychiatrist. At this point. James Dolan refuses to pay anybody for anything. I, imagine the idea that he pays for my psychiatrist but doesn't offer Kevin Durant a max contract. I almost threw this fucking microphone to a TV. Oh, my God. I don't know what's going to go first, my heart, my brain, or my voice. Let's take a deep breath. I'm glad you had a beer. Relax. Remember when they had the campaign? It gets better. Wasn't that for like homosexual teenagers? Yeah, it was for homosexual teenagers. But I feel like we need to bring that back. That was like 2010, 2011. Let's bring it back for Joe Prano. And for like Knicks fans, the only problem is like, remember 30 years ago when they were like dragging gay teenagers behind trucks in Texas? Imagine if every day in states across America, teenagers are getting dragged behind trucks. Like that is what it is like to be a Knicks fan. It has not gotten better since 2010. It's not gotten better since Pat Riley left. That's a plane that's coming straight for this apartment. Good. That's, that's James Dolan. It's coming to get you. 
Yeah, it really hasn't gotten better since 2010. You're, you're, is your it's gotten la- significantly worse. Is your last good Knicks memory then making the finals? What, late, yeah, and even that was a fucking debacle. Late 90s? It was 99. They were an eight seed, right? Yeah, it was like a strike season. Still. I'm just saying they were an eight seed because it was a strike season. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying still that, like, you basically have sucked ass for 20 years. Yes, I know, Andy. Thank you. Okay. Can we move on to another sport, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. You were talking about... I- <laughs> it's funny. I didn't load... I did not load this rundown to just... Throw it in your face. But I have Odell Beckham Jr. on here. <laughs> Whatever. O- like, I love Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's a fantastic player. I think that he, um, re- regardless of what people say about Odell Beckham, I think he does care about winning. I think he almost cares too much about winning. But even when he is making the statements like he was skewered for saying like he didn't know if it was Eli's fault last year. It's like, I don't think he said anything that wrong. That's like, Oh, we should run him out of town for that. But I'm also like, eh, do we have to do this interview? It's well, like, well, I, I don't personally, I don't like, I don't know what he's saying. What he said was in an interview with complex magazine, Odell Beckham jr. Says, uh, he was stuck at a place that wasn't working for me. And this is the big line. He says, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to reach my full potential there. Mentally, physically, spiritually, everything I felt capable of doing, I just couldn't see it happening there. I think. So my, respo- I, my I response. Think, of- I think, I mean, let's not forget that Odo Beckham got traded. I think Odo Beckham. But hold on. My got res- broken up with. My, and now is shit talking his ex. Well, exactly. But my response to Odell Beckham Jr. would say, dude. You re-signed a contract with them. If if you couldn't feel to reach your potential in all those facets of your life, why did you sign a long-term deal? And then, if so, you suddenly changed within a year? Right. I think he's just shit-talking his ex. I keep saying this. Everybody thinks I'm nuts. I'm going to say it fucking again. I would not be shocked. If By the, the way, the entire... Everybody's saying that the Steelers are still winning the division. So no, no, no. You hear me out. I've said this before. I'm gonna say it again. I would not be shocked if the Giants surprise people and win more games than the Browns. I'd be shocked at that. I would not be shocked. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants are better, that significantly better than they were. And look, would I fucking be like, oh, I can't believe it? It's, it's the NFL. Shit goes crazy in the NFL. Like. And I don't think that the NFC East got particularly stronger by any means. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, like, the Giants improving significantly over last year, not that crazy. I just think the Browns are going to be really fucking good. I just do. It's like, how many fucking weapons can you have yeah they're doing it in this way where they're like taking horrible people from other teams well on paper they're they're great again but i just the nfl man the nfl is such an interesting sport that everybody has to mesh together and it's just it's to me it's the most difficult where the guys on paper mesh and play well i still think the biggest question mark on the browns is baker mayfield 
That's that's the thing because you can be as talented as you want and you can fucking be whatever, but like in the end, you like sorry to drink for our new dirty sports drinking game, slurping Eli Manning, but like in the end, you need to be a guy who the team fucking trusts whether whether people like believe in your skills or not, like and and maybe that was the thing with Odell Beckham. Even just saying, I don't know if it's Eli's fault. Like, in the years that the Giants were winning Super Bowls, like, everybody was like, this is for sure the guy. And Baker Mayfield's, like, throwing guys on the team under the bus already and, like, getting involved in people's contract negotiations and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, you feel dangerous? Like, guess what? I don't want my quarterback feeling dangerous. I want my quarterback feeling rested and healthy. <laughs> Yeah, you do you do look at the there's no doubt about Baker Mayfield's physical ability. Well, I mean, I we've said this before. You look at the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, the successful guys. He most of them don't have that bravado that he walks around with. Right. Like the the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, the Drew Brees, you know, you can go on and on. They're not continuing to get in Twitter beefs right. with Colin Cowherd. And everybody's like, oh, it's different. Well, Aaron Rodgers is on Twitter. Right. Tom Brady's on Twitter. Yeah. They're all on Twitter. Patrick Mahomes is on Twitter. Patrick, Exactly. Patrick Mahomes is on Twitter. They're not getting in beefs with a Fox Sports 1 guy continuously. That's why I think the Browns win... I would set the over-under around nine games. That's why I, though, would never, ever, ever place any sort of wager on the Browns winning the Super Bowl. But I but I think yeah. in, the, in the long run in the NFL, you're still you're still it's still a talent thing. Unless, you know, and injuries happen and whatever, but I just think they're too talented not to win a bunch of games. Now, does that mean that Baker Mayfield plays in his first playoffs ever and fucking lights it up? I don't know. Look, Odell Beckham played in his first playoff ever and dropped the shit out of the ball. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah. If they make it that far. I want to bring up this interesting thing that happened, and then we basically got to wrap up the show. We are not going to do uh, dirtball calls. Are we not doing nets because you don't want me to have an aneurysm? (laughs) Or did you guys cover that while I was gone? Because the beefs that we had with fucking people on the net issue. Well, what else is there to say? That everybody that wants Nets is a cunt. Yeah, I agree. Any, anybody that wants Nets in baseball, you're a bitch. Plain and simple. It's so fucking... It's the dumbest fucking thing ever. I mean, we, we Joe and I were arguing with somebody... I don't know if you saw my tweet about it, but like... You know the whole like, where's the lie? But I took my fucking, you know, infant daughter to a heavy metal show and we got front row seats and we, I stood her right next to the speaker and she blew out her eardrums and she'll have ear problems for the rest of her life. There has to be a way to turn down the volume. There has to be. We need to find a way to turn down the volume at metal shows. Everybody gets earphones and we do that silent disco thing. Why does metal shows, why do metal shows have to be so loud? Why do they? Anybody alive would go, don't bring your child to a metal show and stand there by the speaker. To which I say, yes, baseball, that. 
And if you disagree, you're a cunt. Sit in the loge. Sit in the upper deck. Don't sit in the front 10 rows down the sideline. Stop it with this. My kid wants an autograph because he can't get an autograph through a net anyway. Stop it. 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 You're a bitch. You're a fucking clown. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I will stop going to baseball games. I will. I will too. Baseball lost me with steroids. I didn't watch baseball for a decade. I will tap out. I don't give James Earl Jones can fucking talk about baseball, Ray, all he wants. Fuck, dude. There. Imagine there was a net during Field of Dreams, and old fucking Moonlight Graham, old Archie Graham, came running off the field, but he couldn't get through the net, and that little girl died on the hot dog, chokes to death because Archie can't get through the fucking net. How great would that have been? Can we recut that scene with the net? I'm gonna need somebody to recut that scene with the net, and the girl chokes to death and dies. Yeah, I was just thinking I'm gonna have to talk to uh, Nick D'Alessandro. Just like. <laughs> Where we can recut that scene. Uh, I agree with you. I will not go to games. And I think they're playing with some serious fire here because I think baseball doesn't realize the the people like you and I who go to, you know, I go to eight to ten ball games a summer, cities, parks all over the country, as many as I can get to. I don't think they realize the people like us who genuinely go to games won't go and it's the people who go to maybe one game a year and it's also it's it's the fact that and spoiler not only do i go to eight games i have eight beers at those games i spent fucking 150 dollars at baseball games yeah you know how much cotton candy some fucking four-year-old on her fucking snapchat's got to eat to spend 150 dollars you would die of a heart attack if you spent as much money on cotton candy as I spent on beer at a baseball game, you would die. Your heart would explode. Yeah. We Stop sh- catering to the weakest portion of our population. Well, look, dude, you and I both have, we all have friends with young kids. I have brothers with young kids. I'll tell you one thing. My two-year-old nephew, who I'm the godfather of, they're not taking him and putting him in that position because they're good parents. Tug, who we know, of course, we how many sports events does Tug go to? He's not taking his two toddler kids to a ball game. My brother probably is, and guess what? Not on his phone the whole time. Yeah, and ready to take it, ready to secret service agent his children. Yeah, but if you're some fucking piece of shit millennial fucking Snapchat fucking watching woke ass bitch who fucking can't protect your kids, then sit in the fucking loge. But people are just, you and I had a discussion with that one dude. Uh, who is a cunt. Yeah, he was a cunt. He was. Th- that's how you would describe him. But Prano. These and I'm p- sorry for using that word, but you have to use harsh words. to. You have to use the word that most effectively describes somebody. And if you are talking about putting a net over everything in life because for the sake of the kids, then you're a cunt. But did you see how delusional? This is what we're dealing with. This is what you have to remember. We're dealing with the flat earthers. Did you see what he said to me about the movie theater? I said to him in a tweet, he because his his hard line that he keeps drawing, which again he's not a sports fan, it keeps saying that a net in front of you doesn't affect your vision and game experience when it a hundred percent does. Here's a fun fact: they have nets at football games. Did you know that there are nets at NFL football games? Yeah, for field goals. Yeah. Did you know that they put them up and take them down? Yeah. You know why? 
Because it affects your view. Well, that's what I wanted to say. So I tweeted at this guy. The next time you go to a movie theater, put a net right in front of your face and watch the movie. This guy literally responded, it wouldn't affect my experience. So again, you can't rationalize with this type of person. If he thinks a net in front of his face at the, at the movie theater isn't going to affect his experience, he's a fucking flat earther. These are the people we're dealing with. And if you if you want a net, then... Uh, I will stop going to baseball games. Mark my words, I will stop going. Yeah. It's not, it's not fun, dude. It's a great way to ruin the sport. You want to wrap it up after this story? Let's do it. This is kind of interesting. I don't even understand this story. I haven't been following it. I've just been seeing headlines. It's deep. Please explain it to me while I relax because I feel like I might be having an aneurysm. Okay. Well, I'll try to sum it up the best I can. Not exactly legal expert. So, there is... A bill that is currently going through the state of California that is called the Fair Pay to Play Act that would require that California colleges treat student athletes along the lines of this thing that former UCLA player Ed O'Bannon, who started all this, like he wants to push basically that players could receive media right revenue for their like image and likeness. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. So basically, this is Ed O'Bannon. This all started because of the video game thing. Right. So Ed O'Bannon, former UCLA great, and he won uh, a title with them back uh, in like the early, mid-90s. Basically, his argument was, hey, they can put me on a video game. I don't get any money for that. And this, by the way, this, this is not about paying players. Right. This is about using revenue sharing, their oh. image and likeness. Right. You go to the UCLA. If you, if you play NBA 2K or whatever, every guy gets cut of that. Yes, if exactly. If you play NCAA football, which you don't anymore because they got rid of it, and NCAA basketball, which you don't anymore because they got rid of it, those guys don't get a cut. It's also like why when you played, it was just like number 15 QB instead of like Tommy Frazier. Exactly. So basically, this is a bill that is in the state of California, and it's going to pass. And it's basically saying... It's like, guys, we know that's Tommy Frazier. You made him black like yeah, yeah, yeah. college. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what it's basically saying is that these athletes have the opportunity to make money on the image and likeness, advertising, endorsement deals, video games, all these types of licensing contracts. But once again, I, I want to reiterate, this does not mean that the players are getting paid. We got it. But I think people just, I just want to fucking make sure they understand. And then NCAA is saying if they do this, they won't be able to qualify for the championships. Yeah. So basically the NCAA is saying the state of California, the biggest fucking state in the country, tons of great schools here that can compete. They're saying you will not be able to compete for championships if, let's say, the running back for USC. Even, they won't even let Justin Wood in there in the fucking <laughs> the visor. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the Stanford golf team. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good reference there. <laughs> so the NCAA is saying they will. Yeah, because the, the NCAA is a fucking giant scam. So the thing about this is, though, after this passes, and it probably will, 
this wouldn't happen until 2023. Right. Which, at that point, hopefully the NCAA has been completely and totally abolished. There's no way they would go through on this, right? There's no way the NCAA is going to say, hey, USC can't play in the BCS title. Why not? They do all kinds of fucking nonsensical shit that is, like, completely and totally absurd. Yeah. They probably will do this. I don't see it happening. I mean... Just abolish the NCAA before we get there. How about this? Just shut down the NCAA before 2023, and we don't have to worry about this. If you want to go pro in something, go pro in something at any age or any fucking level. If you want to work a job outside of fucking sports, work a job. If you want to work a job in the offseason, work a fucking job. If you want to, like, do whatever, whatever. I understand that football and basketball are things that you got to whatever. So take all of your NCAA violations, people, and have them focus on basketball and football. Make sure guys aren't taking shitty booster money but otherwise let every other fucking athlete just have a life but here's the thing dude if this passes this might work its way all up to the supreme court because this is going to be totally something we should be using supreme court's time for well look well, that's a whole other discussion but my point is this this is headed towards a breaking point, a tipping point, so to speak, with the whole NCAA. Burn it really it is. Down. I agree, and the, but that's my point. This this might cause it. Good. If the largest state in the country passes a law like this, this is going to cause complete and utter fucking chaos. Anyway, guys, Prano spent. Burn it down. He's leaning Burn in the couch. Burn it down. Burn it down. Let's Lock wrap them up. Let's wrap up the episode. I'm already wrapped up. I know. You're spent. I'm just sad and angry. I'm excited to be back, though. I'm glad. California will rejuvenate me. I'll tell you what, man. I was already out in the ocean. The weather's back. The weather was great in New York. Yeah. Weather's already great here. A little bit cooler than New York. I've already been in the ocean this morning. I felt fantastic. Make sure you put on sunscreen. I don't know if you saw my stomach. Yeah. I already got my burn on in New York a couple days, so I've already got my Italian base for the year. Also, I'm excited because... I'm fucking, what, seven, eight, nine days away from Tahoe. Get to go to Tahoe. I'll be at the Tahoe Improv all next week, Wednesday through Sunday. It's while that golf tournament's going on. So if you're up there, come to the fucking American Century Classic. Come to see my shows. Two years ago when I was there, Ray Allen came to my show, and I did a hot Steph Curry joke in my monologue, which was fantastic. And then after that, we'll be in San Francisco and Oakland. You're coming to a couple shows. Yo, fool. San Francisco, Oakland, Marin County. My my July is filling up, bro. And then August, we're in uh, Te- Tejas. Are we doing a, uh, is the Backyard Last Show on Saturday? Yeah, July 6th, this Saturday. Am I hosting that? Uh, I don't think so, but I think you're going to, I think we're going to have you do a spot. Do some time? Yeah. Who's hosting? I think Dano. I think, uh, Dano Carter? Dano, I think Laz threw a Dano uh, hosting gig last time. But uh, I, I'm, I was just talking to Laz before the show. I said, everybody should have to bring a 40. Um, so I want to have a whole 40 party. So if you're in the L.A. area, we've had some dirt balls roll through to Laz's 11-11 show. Uh, Saturday, the 6th of July. Friday. Uh, well, Thursday, obviously, the birth of this nation. Sa- uh, Friday, my birthday, 40th. And then, you know, I don't like to do something for my birthday, so I'm just rolling it into a party at Laz's, and I'm asking everybody to bring a 40. A 40 for 40. 40 for 40. I like 40 it. 40-40 club. 
Maybe someone will be doing the Edward Scissor Edward uh, Forty Hands. Yeah, is that what they call it. Yeah, I feel like that was a thing your brother used to do. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I've done it. Duct tape the forty around I've your hands. It. I've done it multiple times. Unbelievable. All right, guys, that's the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at The Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, I have tons of koozies I'll be sending out. Thanks to everybody. We had so many iTunes reviews in the month of June. I shipped out 30 on Thursday. I shipped out 10 more this morning. I have a bunch more to ship out. So drop an iTunes review. Leave your Twitter or Instagram handle, and I will continue sending out koozies also, the same for anybody who uses our promo code DIRTY with our friends at SeatGeek. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther, Joe Prano on Instagram at Joe Prano, and on Twitter at Fix Your Life. Is that it, Prano? Yeah. Let me check Woj one last time. Okay. No updates on uh, Kawhi. That's it. You done? We good? I'm done. All right, guys, that's the show. Good to have Prano back. Give him some love on Twitter. Shout out to all the dirtballs who came to shows. Um, uh, also, one more thing. I have mailed out every um, special to people who asked for special cards, except for um, literally like four people. And I will tell you who that is. So if you haven't gotten it, you here, let me do this really quick, Andy. Okay. Really quick. Uh, God damn it. Um, I've sent out, literally, I've mailed out everybody's special except for four people. And those people are. So if you have not received your special and you are not one of these four people, please let me know. Shout out to, well, by the way, I just opened my Venmo. Shout out to Kyle Aronofsky and Chris Haffey who have donated money since this show has started telling me to drink. I thoroughly appreciate that. Uh, Jeff Bartner, I have not sent your special. Um, Ellis Harden, I think I did send your special. Alex Ross, I did not send your special. Peter Hogel, I did not send your special. Uh, I think everybody else. And Brian Campbell, I have not sent your special. Everybody but besides those people, if you didn't receive it, slide back in my DMs and let me know. It means it got lost in the mail. I already had a couple come back to me because of bad addresses. Um, some dirtballs don't in their address. Funny, I've had that too. If you're not those people and you bought a special, I sent it out. And if you did not receive it, slide into my mentions and we'll get you right. If you still want one, at Joe Prano on Venmo, uh, I'll send you a special card signed with whatever you put in the comments. Otherwise, they all went out. So that's it. All right. That's the show. I'll talk to Joe afterwards. We will decide if we're going to do Wednesday or Friday for the next episode with the holiday dropping on the Thursday. All right, Dirtballs. Good to have Prano back. Give him some love. Enjoy your week. And most importantly, stay dirty.